Getting split Getting ready. split Getting ready. split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Hello and welcome to another edition of Getting Split Ready. Great show tonight. Four fantastic guests. We've got Teresa Kulat, who is with Trinity Family Services, uh, and she's going to talk a little bit about the metaphysical aspects of divorce. Teresa works as a mediator, a collaborative lawyer, neutral case facilitator. She's really passionate about helping families, currently serves on the Illinois State Bar Association Family Law Section Council. She's a fellow at the Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois, one of my favorite organizations, <coughs> and has held many leadership positions, including president from 2016 to 2017. Her writing credits include Holistic Divorce, An Opportunity for Transformation, published in Stress-Free Divorce and the Collaborative Process Act chapter in Gitlin on Divorce. She provides training and public speaking through her company, Trinity Collaboration Incorporated. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Doug. I'm very happy to be here. Awesome. Well, I got to jump in and ask the first question because I've been dying to know more. Divorce is really concrete, right? It's it, it's sort of about numbers. It's all about a lot of stuff. Talk a little bit about the metaphysical aspect. It's abstract. So, so again, I was blown away when you came up with the subject. So tell me about it. Well, you know, you and I have known each other for a while. Yes. And I've been in this space a long time, trained in 2002. So as a family lawyer... I represent as a lawyer, so I really do legal work. <laughs> I do. I work with, with same-sex couples, couples with children, couples who have businesses. I have big cases. I have little cases, high conflict, low conflict. And I've got training in various spiritual traditions and healing modalities. So that's how the topic came up. Okay. Um, basically, you and I were chatting about, well, what does, does your listener need to hear about? And they've got great resources in terms of right. mediation. You know, you've got litigation experts for them and collaborative law, which I'm grateful that you guys are sharing about that. Um, and from my perspective, I know all those things. I know that on the ground, in the trenches, what it takes to get divorced from a legal perspective. Um, but truly, it's my spiritual training and my metaphysical perspective, I think, that sets me apart and helps my clients get results. So to answer your question, um, in from my perspective, I can see divorces fit into three kind of categories, okay? And I put them in the spiritual category of, hey, this couple came together, they did what they needed to do, but now their their journey together is complete and they both accept that, okay? Then you have the couple in the middle where they've been together, one person feels complete, I'll say spiritually from a, you know, a social emotional standpoint, but the other one is still hanging on, is not complete, is, is frustrated, doesn't understand. And then the third category is couples who they're still duking it out. You know, they're, they've still got patterns that they're working through and they're just going to play those same patterns out in the divorce that they played out in their marriage. So from my perspective, I kind of actually Trinity stands for believe it or not, all three levels. So the le the lowest level is the on the ground. This is practical. We have to know what's in your marital estate. You know, how are you going to divide your stuff? Who's going to pick up the kids on Tuesday? You know, that's your deepest, you know, your on the ground's earthly level. Your high level 
is another level, like spiritually, like why did you come together? What is your purpose? Um, how, what are the values that you stand for? So when you parent, you are making decisions based on these higher goals, mm -hmm. okay? And the Trinity part, the third is when they come together, I say in the heart, where those things kind of mesh and you have to go back and forth between the two. Right. So I think all three levels need to be addressed in your divorce. Oh, absolutely. So how would you introduce this concept to clients that are in your office? It's not necessarily something they're probably expecting to go over when they're going over their divorce business stuff. Right. Okay. Well, so the answer to the question is depending on where they're at, right? So if I get a couple and, and recognizing I'm a mediator, so in some situations I'm representing both people and I also work as a lawyer. So in some cases I'm working with one individual. So I typically don't tell people where they are. I okay. simply use that information to help me serve them better and give them what they need. Now, I will say um, there are clients who we will end up talking and sharing our spirituality or our practices. And I often, I will say more than 50% of the time, encourage my clients to do deep breathing, to, to meditate. Um, I help them journal and kind of forward focus, create visions of what they want to create, which is sort of a spiritual activity in terms of creative visualization or an affirmation such that they're not looking at the past and looking more future focused. So it kind of depends on the person. And, and I will say, you know, sometimes I have the person who's, who's the behind person, who the spouse wants the divorce and they aren't in the place of so so the divorce process also follows the grief process mm -hmm. right the stages of death and dying so depending on where my client is i'm going to help that person deal with whatever they're dealing with and in light of the fact that their spouse may be ahead of them or behind them that that's going to de decide on what tools i use to help them i would imagine that when you've got two people that have kind of run their course and gotten to the end together and completed their journey together, that's probably the easiest couple. What's harder, the ones where they're both still duking it out or where one person is complete and one isn't? That's a great, great question. So yes, when both parties have reached the end of their journey and they see that it's over, then those couples, and I'll kind of tie it into your material, they're, I really see as their mediation friendly kind of people. They can do an uncontested. I really don't <clears throat> recommend do-it-yourself divorces, even in those situations, just because of the paperwork. They should have someone helping them. Um, on the other extreme, like the families where both people are still in their patterns. And, mm -hmm. and the typical pattern is your dominator. They've been dominating the whole marriage. They want to dominate the divorce. And then you have your victims that go along with that. So the victim has been victimized the whole divorce and or the whole marriage. They're probably going to continue to be victimized during the divorce. In those situations, I really, if I can't help one or the other, these are the couples who actually do belong in litigation sometimes, where they actually need professionals to help them manage this dynamic. For me, the most exciting couple is when you have one who's a little further along than mm -hmm. the other. So it's difficult right? Because one person generally can stay calm, but the other person is acting out the old patterns, right? And so the person who is trying to kind of move on is getting triggered, right? They're getting pulled back in and yet they're trying to ha hang on to their new identity. And so 
for those people, I really like the collaborative process, frankly. Um, in that situation, each person has an attorney, and those attorneys are trained in mediation, so they're going to help the slower-moving person get speed up. They're going to help the faster-moving slow down. And also in an interdisciplinary collaborative process, we have mental health professionals who, again, hold space for people to be who they are and yet to grow. So that's where, I, again, those are, the tif those are difficult, frankly. Absolutely. When you have them, uh, they're not on the same page. The people who fight, they're going to keep fighting. They're the, the, the two fighters. They're in post-decree litigation. They're divorced 10 years. They're still fighting with each yeah, other. Yeah, whether they're divorced or not doesn't change right. their patterns. It doesn't change yeah. the patterns. You, when, before we, you know, when we were out hanging out in the green room area, you were talking a little bit about spirituality and how that roots your engagement with your clients. Talk a little bit about that. And, and how you introduce that and bring that into your process and your connection with the clients. Okay. Well, as I said to Mariah, some are informed of it particularly. Some actually come to me because they have heard that I have a spiritual perspective. Do you put that on your website? Do you put that out there in your marketing materials? Um, I would say not per se. Okay. You know, the, the, what it's I just out there now. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and word of mouth. Well, you know, okay. So, um, but again, I'm going to meet people where they are. And that's, you know, I, in one case, I had a woman where we were, where I, I, my office is in Downers Grove and uh, the other attorney was in the city and we drove to a meeting together and we basically did Hail Marys down the Eisenhower. <laughs> okay, so if you know the Eisenhower, it not was a calming not the football, thing. The not the, not, not the those. Football, that we, okay. we said the prayer going down the Eisenhower. So I just, I, I'll share that with okay. you. And, um, and I do do, again, breathing exercises. And I meet people where they are. You know, if people don't have a spiritual tradition, that's fine too, you know. I do pray for my clients before I begin meetings. No, I think it's really grounded. I think that, you know, that, yeah. that really helps out a lot. Okay, well, I, I'll say this too, because this is the truth. <laughs> These complex cases, some of them are, are unbelievably complex between the financial, you know, people who have their own businesses, they have, they're working with siblings. I have many cases where two people are working in and owning the same business. They have children together. They have houses together. So much is intertwined. And it's like a Rubik's Cube. If you turn one thing, it impacts another. And my point is, sometimes these are so complex. It needs an intelligence that's bigger than me, that's bigger than the two attorneys, that's bigger than the five professionals. So I surrender. That's, that's my definition of spirituality, a recognition that there is an intelligence that's greater than me and the you know, five, six people in the room. And if you kind of relax into that, you'll get a better result. Stress is the worst killer. It will kill all creativity. It puts people in boxes. Whereas if you can keep people calm and kind of trusting that, okay, this may be uncomfortable, it may be difficult now, but we will get to the end. What do you do when it gets overly tense? When, when you've hit that point, what are some techniques that you use to bring them back to a grounding type situation? Okay, so I will acknowledge that I have been trained in several healing modalities. Um, I train my clients uh, prior to walking into, uh, if I have a client with whom I know there's going to be difficult energetic dynamics, okay, um, there's a particular meditation that I do that I teach, it's on my website, where we ground 
and then we connect to the higher energies and then essentially you put yourself in a bubble like you're strengthening your auric field so it's like you're in a an egg the shell is around you and the idea here is that it's like a golden mesh egg so the love can come through but if it's not loving it bounces off and likewise if you're going to send speak words of love they'll make it through <laughs> <laughs> and so that's one of the techniques that I teach people. And so if I'm in, if I am in a very difficult meeting, um, that's my first thing. I ground myself. I take a breath. I put up my own auric field, and then I see each person surrounded in love. And so that is the particular thing I do in cases of. And that's just you, or do you do you help them understand that? I mean, again, we were talking before we came in how it's an existential crisis, right? Divorce. People question everything at that point, yes. right? They question everything in their lives. Is it you and you bring it in how you engage them or do you try and bring them into the process and bring them into that 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 good place, I guess? I don't even know how to describe it. Well, right, because, well, and be, the part, the dis difficulty here is you're framing a question and there are literally thousands of types of cases in couples, right? right. So um, the easy answer is, hey, if people are open to it ahead of time, I've trained them ahead of time. So that they're not learning it in the meeting, first of all. And then the second part is like, if I do have a case that's difficult, you can't teach it in the moment. You know, it's, it's really, you know, I'm going to rely on my fellow professionals. I mean, I will say too, another one of the ways that I am a very good professional is I have good people I work with. Okay, mm -hmm. so I have a... We're working on some together. I can, I can definitely attest to that. Yeah, so I have a golden Rolodex, right? right. Like I, I have people who I know are going to be aligned philosophically with me, the coaches mm -hmm. that I use. I know... Uh, here's a great example. I had a family come in for a collaborative case and they had teenage children and mom was with these kids all the time and dad's relationship with the kids was non-existent, literally non-existent. And... There were money problems, et cetera. So at the first meeting in a collaborative case, you set goals. And one of the goals was for the father to rebuild his relationship with these children. Okay. Now I know as the lawyer, that's not my role, but we got them hooked up with a mental health professional who was a child specialist, who's a coach, who was able to facilitate and then create a platform for these children who were teenagers. They had wills of their own. And by the end of the case, dad had, you know, regular time with these kids. And there was such healing that came from the fact that we used a team. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't a fighting. It wasn't who's right, who's wrong. It's like, how can we help this family get to where what they want to be? I think I want to wrap up this thing with a question on outcomes. Um, you know, it, none of it matters if the outcomes aren't good. What, tell me a little bit about the difference you see in when people are grounded and using these techniques and when they're not. Like, how does it turn out? So my favorite phrase, and someday I'll market it out there, mm -hmm. call this my, you know, my trademark, is I get results beyond the balance sheet. Okay, so when people do a holistic approach, they're going to get a marital settlement. They're going to get enough assets to take care of themselves. The, the, the support scenario is going to be sufficient for everybody to make their needs met. And they're going to get a relationship with their former spouse. They're going to get a connection. They're going to get the houses they want. They're going to get children who don't have to go to therapy and don't try to commit suicide. 
so those results, it's hard to put a dollar figure on those. I will say too, my other thing I brag about is I've had um, several cases where the couples start collaborative and midway through having learned new communication skills, they actually stayed together. Wow. Yeah. So I call that a nice result. And, it is. And, and yet a lot of people still get divorced. And I say I stand for healthy families the way dentist stands for healthy teeth. Yep. Like, I don't care if they're in your mouth or like you've got fillings, but when you're done, you're going to have a healthier relationship, a healthier family. And sometimes you can save a tooth and sometimes you can't. Yeah. 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 Thanks. And if you are thinking about divorce, please visit splitready.com and take our free assessment. You can come through your divorce with your finances, your integrity and your sanity intact. Be informed, ask questions and be split ready.